Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I will be discussing the realities of grief, my personal grief journey, ways to recognize grief, and ways to cope with it. So this episode kind of pairs up with the intuition episode I released previously because I'm now kind of in my blame stage of grief. Lately, I've been feeling like I should have listened to myself and my intuition and went home earlier in December when I found out my dog Riley was sick. But I just like, like I've mentioned before, I just felt like I knew he'd be fine and I didn't realize the extent of how bad it was. And so like I said on my special bonus episode about Riley, I would do an episode on grief, but I didn't think I would of course do it this soon, but I decided since this week and the next few weeks are about to bring up so many unwanted memories, this would be a good time to release it. And also when I started having those emotions about how I should have listened to my intuition and went home that week. I was like, well, I just had an intuition episode, so this grieving episode would be a pretty good, like, follow-up with that, so. Um, I want to also throw in that I am not in any way a professional counselor or an expert on grief. Um, This is just an episode on what I know about grief, and I'll share some words of advice about grief from a grieving book my mom passed on to me as well. And I know I say that a lot in um, some episodes that I'm not a professional, but I just like to say that as a reminder because I want people to take what I say as a way to be motivated, but also know that if things get worse, that there are professionals who have actually gone to school to be able to help you in a much better way than I would be able to, so... Um, I also want to bring up another point as to like why I decided to do this grieving episode now. Um, This past week, I've been just having a very hard time dealing with the passing of Riley. Um, Like I've mentioned earlier, I'm just at a blaming stage of grief because I just wish I could have went home. Um, I feel like I should have went home. Even though there's like nothing I could have done, I just hate that I couldn't be there for him. I feel like because he's been sick before and just three months before his death, my other dog, Huey, had seizures but he stopped having them after a few weeks and he was okay so I honestly just thought Riley was gonna be okay honestly like I I'm not saying I didn't take it serious but I just thought he was gonna recover like him and Huey always do um so I hate that he died at the vet by himself in just such an unfamiliar setting and I hate he couldn't be with me and know I was there and that just keeps weighing so heavy on my heart that I wasn't there to hold him and be there for him to like hear my voice through whatever pain he was suffering through and I've just been really having a hard time just imagining his last breath in that vet and my dad having to go pick him up and bury him in our backyard like I worry that maybe he was sick for a long time and suffering and we waited too late to get help then I think it really hurts me more um, knowing I'm gonna have to go through this process again when my other dog Huey dies and I haven't lived life without both Riley and Huey since I was five 
so that's honestly going to be horrible and I'm just not ready to deal with that um my heart just really aches thinking about it um it's just been a very rough week I feel like today has been a better day um which is why I was able to record this episode today um and I think it has been also just translating into anger lately as well like I just get so angry at the situation and at other people and I feel like every step forward I get with grieving sometimes I feel like I'm also taking steps back um truly I don't think there's ever a real end to grief at least the aspect of grieving someone who has died I think over time at least hopefully you feel better but you never get over it completely I feel I feel like I'm taking a step backwards in my grieving process because I was doing pretty steady but then it just hit me all over again recently and just when I came to terms with the fact that it is okay for, for me to grieve a dog that I had for over 13 years because I mean we basically grew up together and pets genuinely become family. I kind of went back to square one which was feeling dumb for grieving a dog because I saw on someone's snapchat the other night where they shared a video um, and the video was of someone mocking a person who was mourning their dog. So things like that definitely don't help which is why I wish we had more understanding and empathetic and sympathetic people in the world who can be more sensitive to other people's situations. Um, I remember taking this class my first semester of freshman year. Um, it was called What is the Good Life? And I learned that about this process in that class of being aware that the world is bigger than just you and your little bubble. Um, I forgot exactly what it was called. It had like a name to it, but it definitely was like a whole chapter that we did that talked about that the world is bigger than just you and the little world that you're in. And and I wish people understood that more just because grieving a pet is foreign to you and you're not used to seeing that doesn't mean you should bring another person down who is going through that and if you haven't been an owner of a pet especially for the duration of time that I was it can be hard um, to understand because you've just never been through it but it's a real pain and you should allow people to grieve even if you don't understand it also when I found out Riley was dying I was dealing with the news of something else in my life that was really dark which opened up pain for my past so the fact that this news was happening at the same time as I found out about Riley I was grieving him but having a hard time fully grieving him because my heart was just getting pulled in all different directions towards very different situations. Um, but now that I've had time to somewhat heal and move forward after finding out the other dark news I was dealing with, now I think that's why Riley's death is hitting me so hard because I actually have a clear enough mind to really take it all in. And when I was grieving Riley, I was at home with friends and family and my other dog Huey, so that helped. But now that I'm back in college, dealing with the stress of classes and not really having anyone because everyone else is stressed about classes and is doing their own thing, it has been really difficult and it's easy to just get back to the slump and hard place of grief. But 
Um, in addition to grieving Riley, I'm also just grieving events that happened around this time last year. Um, grief doesn't have to be just for when someone dies or when a pet dies. It can also be grieving events that have happened. Um, from the grieving book my mom gave me titled The Grief Recovery Handbook by John W. James and Russell Friedman, it mentions that even though things like death of a person, a divorce, or breakup are common things people associate with grief, there are many other losses that people experience that have been identified that can produce grief. Um, so those things include death of a pet, moving, starting school, death of a former spouse, marriage, graduation, end of addictions, major health changes, retirement, financial changes, holidays, legal problems, and becoming an empty nester. So don't think grief is limited to just death of people and breakups and stuff. There are many things people can grieve over. And even if you don't understand why they're grieving that certain thing, if it's something, if it's someone that you care about, just be there for them. Or if you don't know the person, respect their grieving process and at least be sympathetic for them which is another thing that's very important to point out, the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is feeling pity or sorrow for someone else, even though you may not understand their situation. But empathy is when you're able to understand and share those feelings with someone. So like, for example, if you've never experienced being a dog parent and losing a dog, you may sympathize with me because you don't understand my pain, but you support my emotions and you feel bad. Versus if you have been a dog parent or you have lost your dog or really any pet, you can empathize with me because you've been there before or even if you haven't lost your pet yet, you understand the love you have for your pets and the pain you would feel if you lost them. And I remember seeing this really great phrase that said, listen with your heart, not your head. And this is so true and valid because when you listen with your heart instead of your head, you're leaving no room for judgment and genuinely just listening and supporting someone. So I bring all of that up to say, along with me grieving Riley, I am grieving situations that happened around this time last year because this time last year was vastly different. There are just a lot of negative one-year anniversaries coming up. Um, the one-year anniversary um, of Kobe Bryant's death just passed, and two days after his death, a girl got hit by a car and passed away last year. Um, and I remember it vividly because it happened right before a meeting I was attending for the organization I'm a part of, Ladies. And I remember that multiple of our members were friends with her. And that day, many of them left the meeting to go to the hospital. And she just didn't make it after probably, I think, like a couple hours. Like, it wasn't um, good at all. And as mentioned in my last episode, there was a car accident just minutes away from my apartment last weekend or two weekends ago and there was a hit and run on that road just a month before so um so it's becoming very 
overwhelming that hit and runs and major car accidents on these intersections right near my apartment that I walk on and drive on all the time that they're just starting to become such a common thing and it's scary and it definitely really messes with your mind um and it's like you don't want to think about oh my god like who's next but it's like nothing's really being done about it right now so it is really scary because you want to feel safe in a place that you call home um but when things like this are happening it's like now you're kind of living in a state of fear because you're like okay I don't even want to walk on this intersection anymore I don't want to drive on this intersection anymore because lord knows what's going to happen if I do um, so I don't know if it's because I'm an empathetic person, but I'm usually like a sponge and I'm able to soak up the pain of others. And so as each of my UF classmates died during these tragic accidents, it definitely takes a toll on me whether I knew them or not. Um, one of my friends knew the driver of the recent accident I talked about in my last episode, so that hit even closer for me that he even knew the person who caused it. And it just makes me feel so sad that a year ago around this time I was going through it because all this death was surrounding me. Um, specifically dealing with vehicle crashes and a year later they have continuously claimed lives. Um, especially hit and runs like to hit a human being and to just keep driving that is awful and even like over winter break um well it wasn't I don't think it was over winter break but it was near winter break I think more closer to Halloween time there was a hit and run that happened in Tallahassee which is like my home and I knew that girl because I had class with her in high school so it's just I've never seen this many hit and run incidents before that has happened um and so for that to happen and for this to be so common is not okay and I just don't understand how a person can just hit a person and keep going um and so when I'm enjoying my college experience or I'm enjoying a UF football game or walking on campus I think about that and I'm like wow like those young ladies could be enjoying this too it's really something about people just losing their lives at a young age that really hits so hard for me because people deserve to live a long and fulfilled life and not have it cut short because of just something senseless um and then also around this time last year coming up in about two weeks I mentioned in my season one finale episode that a close friend of mine called me feeling suicidal which definitely left an impact on me um, because that's just not a phone call you expect to receive and then the one year anniversary is about to come up when UF canceled in-person classes because of the coronavirus which also happened to be within the same week I had to go to the ER for chest pains and I thought I had the virus and it was a really rocky time for me this time last year and I'm the type of person that remembers dates for pretty much everything so I know those days are not about to go by unnoticed and that I will definitely be grieving them 
I think having this new added grief of Riley dying and being stressed because of school and being away from home and dealing with those one year anniversaries of traumatic things, it makes the grieving process harder and more complicated because then you get to a place where you're like, what exactly am I grieving? Because you're just too busy grieving multiple things at once. But recently a quote that really kept me going and motivated me to keep going on this grieving journey is a quote that Vanessa Bryant um, recently shared about grief and she stated grief is a messed up cluster of emotions one day you're in the moment laughing and the next day you don't feel like being alive I want to say this for people struggling with grief and heartbreaking loss find your reason to live I know it's hard. I look at my daughters and I try to push through that feeling for them. Death is guaranteed, but living the rest of the day isn't. Find your reason. I agree with that quote because sometimes with grief, especially of a person, which is something I've also dealt with, is that when you're in those moments of laughing, sometimes I wonder, and I know others probably do it too, I wonder what it would be like if they were here laughing in this moment with me too, how different the moment would be. And I've been learning too throughout this process that it can take that one thing to open up grief for multiple things that you didn't fully get to grieve. And I've realized that for myself um, because with grieving Riley, I started grieving the deaths of my grandpa and my great grandpa all over again. I started grieving the loss of some friendships and relationships all over again. Like I've mentioned, grief isn't just death. It can be breakups, losing friendships and situations in general. Grief is a true roller coaster ride, um, especially if you have to grieve something else before you've even finished your grieving, grieving process for another thing. And now you're just having to juggle a lot of things to grieve. Um, so it's definitely a roller coaster ride. There are highs and lows and twists and turns, but there will eventually be a time where it will slow down. Um, you grieve things that have happened to you. Um, like I know for sure um, that has been a part of my grieving, thinking back on some things I've gone through and getting extremely sad all over again, thinking about how different life would have been if I didn't go through certain situations. Like I think about what if I never would have got dogs, I wouldn't feel this pain. But my dogs were in my life for a reason. They were the comfort I needed and I will forever be grateful for the memories I had with them and the memories I will continue to make with my living dog, Huey. That's all a part of grief, those what ifs and how life would be different if this didn't happen or if I didn't lose out on this or lose this person. Um, those thoughts really hurt the most because those are the what could have been's that will never be. Um, but what I've been learning is that there is nothing you can do to change what has already happened. Um, although it can really suck, you have to as Vanessa Bryant said, find your purpose, find your why, and keep going. Life and time, it waits on no one, and you don't want to live a life holding on to the what could've, should've, would've beens because those thoughts are only going to stop you from healing and living life again.
I also don't know if it's necessarily a part of grief or if you become more aware when you lose someone, but it's like you start to see so many things that remind you of them. Like I've never seen so many Shih Tzus and dog ads in my life until Riley passed away. So it's always a constant reminder or if you're grieving the loss of a person, whether it's through a breakup or death, and let's say they loved a particular ice cream flavor that isn't really even that popular now that you've lost them all you keep seeing is that ice cream flavor in random ads on social media or even like every time you go to the store so it's really crazy how that works um sometimes it can be comforting but the constant reminder of them can make the grieving process harder at the same time um so grief is a definite whirlwind of emotions um, so now I want to read a short excerpt that also came from the Grief Recovery Handbook. Um, so the excerpt says, Grief is the normal and natural reaction to loss of any kind. Therefore, the feelings you are having are also normal and natural for you. The problem is that we have all been socialized to believe that these feelings are abnormal and unnatural. While grief is normal and natural and clearly the most powerful of all emotions, it is also the most neglected and misunderstood experience, often by both the grievers and those around them. Grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. What do we mean by conflicting feelings? Let us, ex let us explain by example. When someone you love dies after suffering a long illness, you may feel a sense of relief that your loved one's suffering is over. That is a positive feeling, even though it is associated with a death. At the same time, you may realize that you can no longer see or touch that person. This may be very painful for you. These conflicting feelings, relief, and pain are totally normal in response to death. So I think that excerpt from the book speaks so much truth and volume because grief truly is one of the most powerful of all emotions because it includes a bundle of like every emotion to the point where it feels so unnatural. But grief is such a natural thing to experience. It's a part of life and everyone has their own grieving process. Not everyone grieves the same and that is okay. For me, I'm the type of person that grieves through writing and now also podcasting. And I like to just cry by myself versus in front of others. But there are some people who become extremely angry at the world and their behaviors change permanently because their grief has overpowered them. So there are a lot of ways people deal with grief and it has to be respected. I've seen a lot of times where people will comment on celebrities post and they'll be like, how is she smiling in this picture but her best friend died last week. I find those kind of comments really insensitive because everyone has a different grieving process. Everybody grieves differently. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. Just because one person may cry hysterically for a week straight after losing their best friend doesn't mean that's what the next person is going to do. Everyone has their own way of handling what life throws at them and that is perfectly fine. That is a part of their journey and their process. And I hate the negative connotation that is associated with smiling after you lost a loved one. 
um just because a few days after losing someone you're smiling doesn't mean you're not still sad it means you're trying to find happiness again and come to terms with your new normal without that person or whatever you're grieving in your life anymore um, a person shouldn't be confined to crying every single day, all day, for the rest of their life after losing someone or something. They still deserve to have some moments where they can go out to clear their mind and just smile and laugh again. And it feels good to just be able to have, even if it's for a moment, to be able to smile and laugh after going through such grief and traumatic times. I loved how the excerpt said that because of how unnatural people think the feelings of grief are, it becomes the most neglected and misunderstood experience. But don't neglect grief. Um, as a griever, I promise it is okay to cry and it's better to cry than to hold it all in. And as a person who is around a griever, don't tell them that they have to be strong and that everything's going to be okay because that only shuts out their emotions. As ugly as grief is, neglecting it is not good for your health. Even if you feel like you don't understand your grieving process, try to go to counseling or try to buy, or try to buy like a grieving book such as the Grief Recovery Handbook so you can come to terms with your emotions and handle them versus shutting down for the rest of your life. Of course, after experiencing loss or going through a traumatic situation, life will never be the same, but it doesn't have to be the end of your happiness. It doesn't have to be cloudy and stormy forever. So acknowledging your grief is very important. I also want to touch on the part of the excerpt that mentioned grief is conflicting feelings caused by the end of a change in a familiar pattern of behavior. The example they used about losing someone and being sad about it, but also being happy for them that they are no longer suffering was a really good example. These conflicting feelings um, sometimes can make people feel horrible. Um, I know when I lost Riley, I was devastated, but at the same time, for quite some time, he was losing vision and hearing, and that just isn't the life you want for someone or your pet. So even though I am and was like immensely sad that he's not here anymore, I'm grateful and happy to know that he is at a place where like he's at peace and he's no longer in pain and suffering. So just know that these conflicting feelings are normal and it's okay to have them just because you are happy that someone isn't suffering anymore doesn't mean you're glad that they died it just means that you're happy that they're finally at peace even similar when you're grieving a breakup you're used to the toxic behavior but you're happy you don't have to deal with it anymore but you're still also sad that that person isn't in your life anymore because they like made an impact in it um, and it can be confusing, but it's all normal and all a part of this process. Now, I want to get a little into the five stages of grief, which I found through helpguide.org. According to that website, the five stages of grief was created in 1969 by psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and these five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. 
So some examples of these stages is like, you can't believe this terrible thing is happening and you can't process that it's happening. So that's denial. Then you get to a place where you feel angry and you wanna know why it's happening. Then you begin to bargain by trying to figure out a way to kind of just undo what has happened. Um, although oftentimes there's nothing that could be done. Then there's the depression stage where you feel so overpowered with your emotions that you have lost all your drive to do anything. Then lastly is the acceptance stage. Now the acceptance stage doesn't necessarily mean you're okay with what happened, but you've come to terms and peace with the fact that there's nothing you can do about it and you have to continue living your life. Now again, everyone grieves differently, so some people may not even go through these stages. Some people do, some people go through them in different orders, some people can go through the same stage repeatedly. It just really depends on you and your situation. Grieving comes in various ways, there isn't one way to do it. Helpguide.org also provided emotional and physical symptoms of grief. So they said emotional symptoms of grief are shock and disbelief, sadness, guilt, anger, and fear. And physical symptoms of grief are things like fatigue, nausea, lowered immunity, weight loss or weight gain, aches and pains, and insomnia. Um, there are, of course, more feelings you may experience outside of those lists, but those are just some common ones. Um, those are completely normal emotional and physical symptoms of grief. Allow yourself to feel it. It is a part of your healing process. But keep an eye out on if you feel sadness to the point of suicide or physical symptoms to the point where you're going to pass out or something. At that point, you need to seek professional help immediately so you can get some treatment to help you get through this difficult time you're facing. And that's okay too if you have to go the seeking professional help route. There is nothing wrong with seeking helps from professional. That's their job. Um, that's what they're there for, um, to care for people who need help. Um, make sure you have trustworthy and genuine people around you to support you. I know for me, hanging out with friends and family was so helpful. I was smiling, laughing. They encouraged me to just eat good food again. And they really helped me when I felt just stuck. Um, so again, even seeking professional help from a therapist or counselor is always good. And if you happen to be religious, turning to your religion for guidance is helpful as well. I know I definitely turned to mine. I kept praying through this process and I find some peace in knowing that with my belief in Christianity that I will go to heaven and live an eternal life with the loved ones that I've lost. Another really big thing I want to mention because it's something I've struggled with anytime I've grieved something is don't compare. Don't compare your grief because it will only push you backwards in your process. I know it can be easy to be like, well, I know I'm going through it, but this person is going through it 10 times more than me. Don't degrade your situation like that. I know it has been easy for me to get in those moments where I'm like, people are losing their parents and stuff from COVID and I'm over here sobbing about my dog. 
but then I had to realize that my dog was very much a loved one to me and has been a constant part of my life since I was five years old so my grief is very much valid everyone goes through different battles even if your battle looks different from someone else's at the end of the day y'all are both still going through a battle battles are never easy no matter what it is so never compare what you're going through is valid even if you feel like it isn't as big as someone else's situation um some ways to maneuver through grief is of course looking out and caring for your mental and physical health However that process looks for you, whether that's journaling, surrounding yourself with loved ones, going to a therapist, going on walks, or anything that best suits you. Whenever you feel emotional, don't ignore it. Let it out. It's better to let those emotions out than to bottle them all up. Um, don't stop living life. If you're in school, finish your degree. If you want to start a business, start one. If you want to join a community organization, join one. If you want to start a new hobby, you can start one. Don't let grief make you miss out on still living life. Don't allow anyone, including yourself, to rush your grieving process. This is your grieving process and you're allowed to create your own timeline for it. And most of all just mentally prepare yourself to see things that remind you of what you lost and those anniversaries that roll around or to just randomly have a moment where you think about that person or that pet relationship or situation and it hits you all over again it's normal to feel that it's just something that you have to try to mentally prepare yourself to feel my mom um also suggested writing a letter and a timeline that has as many memories you can think of on there and writing and reading that letter to um riley definitely was therapeutic i was able to cry but also remember the amazing times i spent with him and i did end up doing a memorial service for riley with just a few close family members which was also helpful because it was like i got to give him his proper goodbye well not like goodbye but a see you later um, and I even made a slideshow composed of several videos and pictures of him. So even doing something like that or putting together a photo album. Um, I'm also a big jewelry person. So if the grief you're dealing with has to do with death, then getting jewelry with their name or initial or something on it can definitely um, feel like a piece of them is with you. And before I end this segment, I again just want to continue to reiterate don't be afraid to cry. Let those emotions out, please. I've had so many people in my life that hold in emotions of grief because they don't want to seem weak, but I promise you are not. Never feel ashamed of grief no matter what it is. You are grieving it for a reason. You are grieving it because it's personal and meant something to you. Grieving is not going to always be the happiest of processes, but continue to find your purpose and keep going. You are not in this alone. I can't promise that everything will be okay, but just never give up on yourself and your journey. You can and will make it through whatever life brings you. Now into the Let's Discuss segment. 
So unfortunately, we are still very much dealing with the coronavirus, but now it has been announced that the United States detected its first cases of a more contagious coronavirus strain. Um, I really hate that we're still dealing with this, but please stay home if you can and keep yourself and items clean. Since this is an episode on grief, I know many people are grieving the coronavirus and just the impact it has had. Um, many people are grieving the several lives we've lost because of it and grieving the times of when life was normal. But we're all in this together and sadly we don't know when this is going to be over but I have hope that it will eventually end and we can go back to normal. But until then, continue to stay in communication with your loved ones, find some hobbies to do, continue to wear your mask and sanitize, continue social distancing, and seek any professional help you may need to cope during these times. Now into the heart to heart segment. The Motivation Monday quote of the week was, every storm runs out of rain. This quote was so perfect for an episode discussing grief. Um, it's a quote that just gives so much hope because it's a true statement. No storm on earth can last forever. It eventually runs out of rain and that's the same thing with whatever you may be facing. In the midst of going through our own storm, it for sure feels like there's no end in sight, but the ending will come. It may be a little blurry now, it may be flooded now, but the sun is sure to eventually come out over your situation soon. And you know, eventually after a bad storm, a rainbow will come out. And rainbows represent so many beautiful things such as happiness, peace, and hope. And again, if you are of Christian faith, it's said that rainbows can also mean someone from heaven is visiting you. Um, so when I went to visit family in South Carolina for Thanksgiving break, every picture I took had rainbows surrounding me and my family, which I believe was my grandpa visiting. And recently when I took my birthday pictures a few days after Riley died, there were rainbows surrounding me then too. Um, so looking for things like that can really bring you peace because it's like they're trying to tell you that they're still there with you. Even if you're not religious, I still believe being surrounded by a rainbow is a good sign from your loved ones. Never give up on this journey of healing. It will be the furthest thing from easy, but you will smile again. You will feel joy again. And most of all, you will be able to live again. You just have to be able to allow yourself to walk through this process at your own pace and you will continue to find your purpose and your reason to live and keep going. One step at a time, we are on this journey together and so many people around the world are grieving various things so you are not alone. But just always let it ring through your mind that your storm has to and will run out of rain. Healing takes time, so remain patient and stay on your path. Sometimes we need some rain to make us clean and new again. This journey is yours and you will make it through. 
that's all for today's episode of Talks with Tatiana. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Talks with Tatiana underscore, on Facebook at Talks with Tatiana, and on Twitter at Talk with Tatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight.